Hello and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. How you doing, Jeff? A-okay. How about you? How was your week? Good. Good, you know. Frosty out there. Oh, it's yes, yes. Can't wait for uh, spring to show up that in was, a few months. pretty good. <laughs> spring is the second best season behind uh, fall. Yes, yes. Good times. So today we are on episode unlucky number 13, actually. Ooh. You know, doesn't play into anything, but just saying. Uh, it's one man shy, bracket, Peter and the debutante. Yes. Close bracket. Uh, directed by James Frawley, written by Gerald Gardner, D. Caruso, and Treva Silverman. These This trio was hooked up before, right? I believe so, yeah. And uh, aired December 5th, 1966. Wow. Wow, we're wrapping up on 66. Big year, 67. It is. Oh, just in general. Yeah. You know, but monkeys wise, definitely. It was the right place at the right time for the monkeys for a lot of reasons. And we'll talk about that later. So yeah, definitely. How rock and roll and culture kind of changed and the monkeys kind of rode along with it. And the good thing with the monkeys was they could, they did. They weren't so stuck to the structure of the show. They tried to hold yeah. on to what it was. And they're like, no, this is what's happening. Because they were young and into that anyway. Yes, for sure. And they flexed their muscles. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we'll get into that some other time. So, summary here of the episode. It opens up with the boys playing You Just May Be The One, trying out for something. We don't really know what it is, what they're trying out for. (laughs) And uh, the guy, Ronnie, who's played by George Firth, he thinks they're awful. Valerie, you you don't want these chipmunks to play at your party. Certainly they do, Ronnie, and they're not chipmunks, they're the monkeys. But they're dreadful. That guy's the worst. He really is. No bones about hating the monkeys openly. Right, but luckily the woman, who's Valerie, played by Lisa James, she thinks they're great and tells them to come back a week from Saturday for whatever it is. We don't even know. Just a party. (laughs) They're playing some debutante's party. Peter is completely smitten with Valerie, and Ronnie isn't too happy about it, because I guess it's his girl, apparently. And uh, Ronnie tells them again how much he hates them. I thought you gentlemen might like to know I found your music primitive, grotesque, and ugly. But it sure keeps your foot tapping, don't it? And they split, but Peter steals a picture, a huge portrait <laughs> yeah, of Valerie. Like you do. And he's talking to it in the back seat of the monkey mobile, and they take <laughs> off. And then when I was eight years old, my family moved to Connecticut, and they took me with them. And then they put me in a private school for a year, but I didn't like that, so they put me in the public school the year after that. And this was like a little switch up from Davey falling in love with whoever it was. And it's yeah. like a, a Peter-centric episode. Yes. Which is, this, I think this is the first one, really. I believe you are correct. Maybe it was just a case of uh, scratching out Davy's name on the script for some of these and put Peter or whoever. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but at the same time, they do get to uh, see how Peter would deal with a love story and how, it, how yeah. it develops. It's nice that it's different from Davy, where she just doesn't fall in love with Peter and he's actually like awkward with girls. And it's like they play the Peter role up yeah. to be it instead of he's just all of a sudden the man for this episode. But he's always the man, let's be honest. <laughs> so anyways, you get the intro. And back at the pad, Peter's obsessed with the painting, and Mike intervenes and tells him that he should actually talk to her and not to steal her picture next time. It's not <laughs> something you do, when, especially because you know they got just got a gig from this woman. And he says, uh, Peter says he can't talk to girls, so Mickey hops in. He's like, "Well, I'll help," in his own Mickey way. So Peter goes to the house, and she comes out on the balcony, and it's him and Mickey. And Mickey's like, "Well, just move your mouse, and we'll do the rest. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine." 
Yeah. So then Peter just opens his mouth up and down, and the other guys yell out love things, essentially. <laughs> and Mike thinks it's going great. And it's like, I think Ronnie comes out and tells her to come in because it's cold. But then like Mike's like, this is going really good. And I don't even think she's out there anymore. <laughs> and then the gardener thinks Peter's talking to him oh my and goodness. punches him in the face. <laughs> Peter gets punched in the face a lot. I wish this was something uh, we'd kept track of because he gets punched Things more than anyone else. It started really happening the last few times. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's heating up. I think it's <laughs> three in a row. Gets hit by Mickey. And for some reason, episode. he's the first monkey to leave. <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. I, he might have almost had like the screech complex where people just thought he was <sighs> like that and just kind of ruined yeah. his life. Although I think he did a little better than, I think it was his polarizing the 60s maybe, also because of the band. But like, <laughs> maybe. now if you're a child star who plays a role, it's it. It's over for you. I think that's why Chunk became a lawyer and got out of fucking acting. Yes, for sure. Think how many times even today he gets told to do truffle shuffle. <laughs> it's goddamn embarrassing. I feel bad for him. He lost like all the weight too. Yes, it looks true. great. So he's probably. I, yeah. I doubt the truffle shuffle request still actually happen. Unless I think dummies for real asshole. Yeah, back at the pad, guys are telling Peter he's got to cheer up, but he's super bummed. Then Mickey tells him that they have to get the picture back to Valor or else they're going to get fired, which is. A good call, I'd say. <laughs> uh, knock at the door, and it's Valerie. And uh, Davy and Mike hide the picture. They put it up and then put a mirror in front of it. And they've got to hold the mirror up on it. And uh, it's kind of a cool, fast motion shot done with a handheld camera. Oh, yeah. like, you can kind of tell that, well, it's jumping all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of stuff in the in the pad, I think we've mentioned this before, it's like on tripods and locked off. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Mickey opens the door, and when he opens the door, Ronnie is also with her. Oh, jeez. And he comes in, and um, she says she stopped by to find out what kind of music they're going to play, mm. which is an odd thing to find out. It's like, it's, you just heard them. Yep. <laughs> they're not going to show up. I'm like, by the way, we play classical music, and you just may be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey stammers while Ronnie lets himself in, and then he, he totally just talks shit about their house. What a dump. This place is incredible. You'd have to call an interior decorator in it if you wanted to condemn it. Yeah, this guy is... Like an open dickhead. <laughs> For real. Yeah, he walks around, talks garbage about is, everything. Is there, does the boo track come back for this one? No, I wish it, it did. It should. The laugh track's still in it, but yes. there's no boo track. Oh, man. Yeah, he deserves a boo track more than the guy from Monkey vs. Machine. 100%. The vice president. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next time for another edition of Who Should Have Got the Boot Track. Yeah. We're gonna, gonna podcast do, Valley Sunday. I'm going to do like Topher Gray style recuts of the monkeys and just <laughs> add in boot tracks. Boop, boop, boo. <laughs> so he sees that Mike is looking in the new mirror and he's really just holding it up, but he's brushing his hair in it. He makes a comment. You uh, really got a big kick out of yourself, don't you? Yeah, well, I'm all I have. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a funny line. It's a good line. But then Ronnie comb shames him because he looks at Mike's little comb and his bigger comb and gives him a look and then puts it in his it back in his pocket. The mirror slips a little bit and Ronnie sees that the oh. portrait's there and instantly rats them out, like runs over to Valerie. <laughs> Valerie, that is your portrait. They are the ones who stole it. Like it shouldn't be uh, surprised. Not at all. But he says he's going to contact the authorities. And then Mickey says, You do it, I'll be sorry. <laughs> that was funny as well. 
Um, and after he says it, he breaks the fourth wall for a little glimpse, like a tiny little glimpse at the camera, mm. which I like. All fourth wall breaks. Um, Peter tells her he took the picture, and she tells him that it's all right, and he can return it at the party. Like, she's totally cool with it, which is lucky for Peter and everybody. Yep. Um, after they leave, Mickey goes crazy at the door, but how much he hates Ronnie. <laughs> like a bunch of like, ooh, kill him. <laughs> and it's really funny again. And um, they try to think of redeeming qualities, and then they turn into like a bunch of Tarzans, essentially. And then they just yell, attack! <laughs> and that's it. It was very odd. You think they don't have their guns for some reason? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> oh yes, after the next commercial break, they they yeah. shoot Ronnie. Yeah, right in the face. <laughs> the drive by of the monkey phobia. Yeah. So Ronnie and Val are outside of the Jacques Cafe, and Ronnie's being a true effing creep. I have written here, <laughs> and uh, Davey's the the waiter. Ronnie orders champagne, and then Davey gets a big mallet and, like, hammers the cork into it harder. Oh, boy. You know, I thought, I, I didn't really understand what he was doing. But it was just to make it so Ronnie looks like a wimp and can't open the, yeah. the champagne, I guess. While Ronnie's trying to open it, he goes through a lot of, like, Jim Carrey-esque faces oh, and actions. God. yeah. Like, very much. So the cork shoots off, and we go to, like, some stock, stock footage of a building falling down. This whole building falls down. And then that's kind of the end of that. They're all mortified. So Ronnie and Valerie are walking through the park, looking at a bunch of different art. And Ronnie's spouting off about why they're garbage. That's nice. Oh, Valerie, no, no. This, see, that doesn't say anything. And then he comes up to, like, a bunch of pipes. And he's like, this is art. Look how great this is. Oh, but this. I mean, this is magnificent. <laughs> a comment on the over-mechanized structure of our society. And then Mike's there, dresses a Parks Department guy. He's like, I want to buy this from you. I know everything about art. And Mike's like, okay, but it all does is turn on the fountain. And he turns the thing and water sprays into <laughs> Ronnie's mouth and face. And Valerie thinks it's hilarious. So I think we're already, he's already losing her. <laughs> so now uh, Ronnie and Valerie are fighting in the street and Mickey's selling toys and gives them a doll that pees and spits and screams so he gets covered in pee except he has to say wets yep, yep. can't say pee no, can't say pee on the only doll on the market that really wets <laughs> and spits <laughs> and screams <laughs> and then uh, he begins to recognize Mickey and uh, Mickey grabs all his stuff and runs away. And then Ronnie breaks the fourth wall. I am beginning to smell a rat. So the, back at his place, Ronnie uh, draws mustaches on the monkey's picture to prove to Valerie that these are the guys they've been seeing all day. He, like, sees through the ruse. He's Dang. one of those guys. No. Like, a competent human being. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he says, oh, two can play this game. But Valerie seems to really be into the fact that the monkeys are making this guy look stupid. Like she's <laughs> she having totally a great time. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, all of a sudden she's with the boys in the park. <laughs> and her and Peter are talking and it pulls back to reveal that Ronnie's there too. And they're going to shoot Skeet. Shoot Skeet. Right? They have yeah. guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Here's so, the guns. Yeah, here come the guns. <laughs> and uh, I have written down here, guns with an exclamation point. Uh, he calls Peter up, but Davey says that he's an expert with a gun. And Ronnie shoots first, and he does perfect. 
uh, over his shoulder using a mirror. Uh-huh. And then Davy shoots at the ground and almost kills the butler. The butler <laughs> goes flying. So not as good as he said. No. Uh, next, they're going to shoot bow and arrows. And Ronnie calls up Peter, but Mike says, oh. I've killed me many a mountain lion this bow and arrow here. Well, that's very impressive. You'll be wonderful, I'm well, sure. Uh, they were, you know, they were little bitty mountain lions. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, like, oh, I've never shot with a bow and arrow like this. And, like, Mike doesn't even do it. He, like, puts it over his head and he can't pull on the thing. And Ronnie just kind of humiliates him. Obvi- obviously, he's a dick. Stand back, Jeeves. Good servants are hard to find. <laughs> and next they go to play badminton. And Mickey steps up and uh, sucks. <laughs> he can't do anything. Um, <laughs> Mickey steps up and sucks. <laughs> no other way to say it. And uh, at one point, the bird goes into Mickey's mouth, and it's like the backwards shot. And you can see the string on it getting pulled. Yeah, right? yeah, but yeah. again, I bet you couldn't see the string Probably before not. you're watching it on Blu rays. Yeah. But again, because it's the monkeys, you can see the strings and not be like, what the hell? It just works within the whole premise. Like they talk to the camera and stuff anyway, you know, what you're getting into. It's true. Yeah. And so Ronnie's a dick again. And uh, Valerie's had enough and she leaves. Ronnie. She's just done with him being an asshole to her brand new friends that she's going to hang out with for every episode from here on out. And, uh... (laughs) Back at the pad, the boys are sorry to Peter because they blew it. He didn't get the girl. Then mm. they cut to Ronnie and Valerie. There's a lot of quick cuts in this in this episode. And I think the next one. I was just trying to show you what they were. Ronnie, I don't care what you were trying to show me, but in shaming those boys, you humiliated me and yourself. And then she calls Peter and asks if he'll take her to the party. Ooh. Bold move. Mm-hmm. Bold move. Mm. And uh, Peter does, does not take the news well. Because he doesn't know how to act around girls and he can't mix in with that debutante crowd. He's going to uh-huh. stick out and be feel foolish. Yes. And then the boys decide to teach him how to act around girls. It's also because he's like 26 and the girls are like 15 or yeah. whatever. Well, I think this girl, he's not a sweet 16 party. She seems to be more of a woman. Well, than so a, what's the debutante age thing? This is another extinct concept. Yeah, I have no idea what a debutante is. Actually, <laughs> I should look it up. Hold on. An upper-class young woman making her first appearance in fashionable society. Oh, yeah. Going out to her first hoop-de-doo. Yeah, her first um, shindig. Yes. And so she gets to choose the band and doesn't know what kind of music they play. Uh, yeah. So she has to stop <laughs> she has to... Maybe that was just a ruse on her own part. She just wanted to go see Peter. That must have been. So I'll bring my boyfriend who hates you. <laughs> it's weird. She <laughs> humiliate the shit out of you. She definitely has some sort of... Uh thing about humiliating this Ronnie character who's clearly like a Palpatine level <laughs> asshole. He is. Yeah, I think Everything he does and says is the absolute worst. I think he might be the worst foil of the monkeys so far. It's true. They bring out the devil for 13. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So now it leads to monkeys romp number one. With I'm a Believer as the song. Oh. It's the first time we've heard I'm a Believer. Here we go. Yeah, now it's getting real. Won't be the last. No, no, it won't at all. (laughs) So uh, Mickey shows Peter how to take a woman's coat and hang it up and pull out her seat so she can sit down. And instead he hangs up the chair and throws her (laughs) coat on the floor and makes her sit on the coat. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Uh, and there's all these different shots of Peter and Valerie like gazing at each other and being in love, which is weird because if they're already doing that, you, you don't have to worry, Peter. She's letting you like <laughs> roll around on the grass yes. of the park. She's into assholes. I'm sure you heard. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, maybe Peter's way too nice for this. <laughs> and uh, Mike shows Peter, put your coat over a puddle. So the woman doesn't get her feet wet. So, But then Peter takes her coat and throws it on the puddle <laughs> and steps on it. <laughs> uh, then like okay. Peter and Valerie are dancing. Uh, Peter opens the car door and closes it on her foot. Um, they spin around together in the park. And then there's Ronnie getting pissed off. <laughs> And, and, and he like throws a, a frisbee at them or something or he like spins around but you never see where it goes he just like spinning around holding an upside down frisbee and that's about it he's such madness he doesn't even know what he's doing anymore and uh Peter tries to light her cigarette but the wind blows it out so then he tries a couple times and he comes back with like a blowtorch thing and Davy <laughs> has to stop him from melting her face off oh at this God. point maybe Peter's beyond help back at the pad Peter's gazing at her portrait and the boys tell him that they're going to fix everything and that's all it is and then it goes to like a commercial mm. so it's such a weird little scene yeah. like okay whatever mm. come back from commercial and Davy asks Peter if he's ever had a crush on someone and what he did about it and he said that he took her to a Cub Scout meeting <laughs> and like, didn't you ever get love letters? And he said he got threatening Valentine's letters, Valentine's cards. And he <laughs> said, have you ever played spin the bottle? He's like, well, I always lost. <laughs> and so they say they're going to do something about that. They're sitting in a circle with one of Davy's throwaway girls. <laughs> and they play spin the bottle with her. <laughs> Davy just had her in the bedroom. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got it. Hold on. No, not you. Just you. You wait here. Come on. She's not even worthy of like an episode plot line, this girl. She doesn't get a line. She doesn't get anything. She uh they she spins it and it goes to Davy. So they kiss each other. She spins it again, it goes to Davy. They kiss each other. And Peter's like, it always just goes to Davy. What's the point? So they tell Davy to get out. And he goes like outside the front door. And then the bottle flies off the carpet and goes and sticks against the door. She's got my jacket. This is how it is. Yeah. David Jones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bottles aren't the only thing thrown at me, man. <laughs> Your girlfriend. <laughs> Don't worry, she's not coming with me. <laughs> She'll be here tomorrow, mate. She'll still be yours. I'm not taking her. <laughs> Look out, man. She'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway... Your Davy's dipping into kind of a Austin Powers territory. I know. That's why it's funny. Come on, man. Don't make me a parody of myself. <laughs> Michael Caine in there, too. Yeah. What's going on? It's Austin Powers' dad. That's right. And Mickey ends up playing like a psychiatrist and Peter's on the couch. And in the wide shot, Mickey has glasses. In the close-up, he doesn't have glasses. Oh. The little thing. Which I think you would have noticed, even not in HD. But Peter says that he used to be shy. He asked about love. He's like, well, I used to be shy, but now I can talk about it. And he looks around. He's like, S-E-X. Oh. And so that's probably a big moment for TV then, mm. for a young person. He spelled the sex. Yeah, a young person knows how to spell it. So Mickey tells him it's all because of his mother. And then he gets a phone call, and it's his mother. He oh. starts freaking out because his mother keeps telling him what to do. Yeah. Yes, mother, mother, I will. I promise. Yes, I will. I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, it was my mother. So Peter thinks it's hopeless. 
Mike tells them they'll, they'll be fine and they'll be right there on the bandstand to help him out no matter what. So go to the party. The portrait's back up on the wall. That's what we start on. We pull mm-hmm. back from it. So Peter did bring the portrait back at least. What a guy. Peter's hanging out with Valerie and Mickey tells him to talk about music, book, and books, and politics. Yep. And so Peter talks about Hamlet. Huh. He's completely lost and just <laughs> talks about the horrible things in Hamlet. Mickey shows up as a stockbroker, tells Valerie that Peter's super rich. What? 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 Oh, he smokes 10 cigars a day and likes them with $100 bills. That's an expensive habit. Well, not really. He gets the cigars wholesale. And Davey shows up as his private tailor and throws this thing over his head that's taking his measurements and stuff. Oh, hello. I'm oh, Mr. Talk's private English tailor. Oh, really? Yes. Isn't that nice? Yes. And then she's like, oh my goodness, Peter, you're full of surprises. Who's next? The captain of your yacht? And like Mike's behind her dressed as a captain of his yacht. And, uh, and Valerie thinks it's all hilarious. Like She's uh-huh. laughing her ass off at everything. So I guess if you only know this other stick in the mud dude, you see these <laughs> other zany dudes having a great time all the time. You're oh, like, yeah. this is amazing. I yep. didn't know it could be like this. Because I'm with Ronnie the schmunch. <laughs> schmunch. <laughs> <laughs> so Ronnie skulks around. He shows up dressed like he's like the Phantom of the Opera or something. Uh-huh. He's got like a cape and everything, yeah. which is an odd choice, I'd say. And he tries to expose the monkeys. They are just fifth-rate musicians. Third-rate musicians. <laughs> and then Peter tells Valerie that he's right, that they're frauds, and that his friends are just trying to, to help him and make him look better. And then Valerie tells him, You didn't have to do all of this. I think you're a fine enough person just being yourself. Oh. And like Ronnie fumes, like loses his mind. I guess somewhat rightfully so, but you're a dick. <laughs> For real. So the monkeys hit the stage. Peter says he's going to dance with Valerie, but Ronnie says he's going to dance. And then they have like a showdown. Oh, yeah. The two of them. And that's monkeys romp number two. You just may be the one. They're like standing up and arm wrestling in the park. Yeah, and they a bunch of stuff going. Do like hopscotch, dumbbell curls. The yeah. duels with guns. There's more guns. More guns. And Peter pulls the thing. It says bang. And he pulls his thing and it thing. says ow. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, the thing, it's in the intro, right? Yeah, the, the bang. Peter's bang is yeah. in the thing. And you just may be the one again. It's, yeah. This is getting a lot of airplay. It really is. And um, Peter and Valerie are dancing, Peter jumping off stuff. But Peter's winning all these things against yes. Ronnie is essentially it. And uh, oh man, when they're, they're doing marbles... And then Ronnie just grabs all the marbles and eats them. Just throws them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But it made me laugh. One thing I'd say with the actor, uh, first, I think his last name is, he, uh, he's pretty funny. Very uh, uh, elastic facey and a lot of expressions and stuff like yes. that. So he does, uh, he does good, but the person he's playing is terrible. Yes. And for those of you keeping track at home, that's two episodes with marble eating. <laughs> yeah, so. That's true. I forgot about Peter ate the marbles. Well, they called them marbles, but they looked like gumballs. But either way. Yeah, still. Marble they, eating, I guess, is pretty big in 66. Yeah, they up their ante in this one they look like marbles. He eats real marbles. They won't make Peter eat marbles, but they're going to, hey. It's this guy. Hey, dick face, you're going to eat these marbles. <laughs> and when he does do it, Peter looks actually like he's laughing at it. Like, yeah. like he broke down for real when this guy stuffs all these marbles in his mouth. And somehow... Uh, Hey, why don't you go eat marbles? Failed to become a popular put down. Yeah. No matter how hard the monkeys tried. Maybe after this, a lot of kids ate marbles, so they had to stop it. <laughs> like, like the Tide Pods. Marbles were much bigger before. Yeah. The Tide Pods of the 60s. The Tide Pods of the 60s were marbles. 
It's all coming together. Man. Round, smooth glass is apparently a swallowable hazard. Who'd, yeah. who'd have thunk it? I feel if you ate a marble, out of other toys you could eat, it'd have the smoothest trip through you. It's not going to break down. So. It's, it's not true. sharp. It's just going to wow. roll through your intestines <laughs> and fall out your butt. I suppose that's true. <laughs> I only went to medical school for two years, but I think that's how it works. So anyway, the episode ends with the monkeys talking to the camera. Would you believe that the Peter we all know and love has now turned into a wolf in sheep's clothing? Which just goes to prove you can make a silk purse out of a sow's ear if you have enough good silk. <laughs> Which proves more than ever, it's not how you play the game, it's whether you win or lose. And then they cut to Peter spinning the bottle and he's playing with four girls. what? And he just grabs a bottle and points it at himself. And they all start <laughs> kissing him. Which, I don't think any of the girls were Valerie. <laughs> he's just like super obsessed. He moved on. Ruined her relationship. And uh, I'm going to hook up with all these friends from Davy's room. Yeah, where did Valerie go? I don't know. She's just gone. It's just like in the pilot where by the end of it, it's, it's indicated that, that uh, the girl from the rest of this episode ain't. You won't yeah. see her next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's already with her friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so the last time we see her is when she tells Peter he's a special person. And that's it. That's it. That's how she ends. What do you think of uh, this episode? It's all right. Sh- one shy. They're they're tightening it up. Yeah, I think supporting cast wise because now there's just <laughs> the, the asshole uh, arch nemesis and the girl. Yeah, and they're a couple instead of having all these extra people. Yeah, yeah, they're figuring it out. Yeah, streamlining it, and and the romps again now are more about storyline i don't know i do like the crazy romps in the early episodes like just because it is like what is happening yes but i do like when they stay within the episode and like even though it's still zaniness is a productive romp yeah 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 tell them a story not just romping for romp's sake for real anything else overall thoughts Uh, i think it's uh it is important to note that this is the first appearance of i'm a believer yes that's a very good point easily most important monkey songs for a number of reasons. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert, we'll have a few weeks to talk about. Yeah, I'm a believer. Exactly. Oy. They knew it. They're like, okay, we got to, let's keep hitting this one up. <laughs> they lean on it pretty hard, but it, uh, it helped get it to the top of the charts. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Exactly. Um, and it's definitely one of the songs that people, when you talk about the monkeys, people who don't know the monkeys, mm-hmm. they know that song. It's, like it's the theme. one of the three songs they yeah. might know. Theme, Daydream Believer, I'm a Believer. And that's what they got. Maybe so Clarksville, Clarksville is kind of Yeah, Clarksville's in there. people know. Uh, guns in the episode, yes, twice. Very yes. Yes, there's like skeet shooting guns and like gun guns. <laughs> gun gun. <laughs> yeah, gun guns. Uh, what's your highlight of the show, would you say? The big romp where they're, they're messing with Ronnie there. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the end with the games? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a good part. I like the part when I like when Mike says, All I have is me. That's a I'm all I have. <laughs> I think that's a funny line. It's a good little line. And Mike always has those kind of lines about being poor and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um Also I guess this is another episode where it's, we still haven't had like a Mickey episode. Yeah. Mickey got, steps in and does stuff. <laughs> or sometimes he, he steps in and sucks. <laughs> Mickey steps up and sucks. He did. 
Can't hit a birdie over the the, the net. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, do I talk? Yeah, this was a Peter episode. I think the like we say the first. Other than a start to finish, monkey vs. machine, which starts and tails off, turns yeah, into like a mic and everything. Mics else. at work, and then it's <laughs> them dressed up as girls and children. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this was, I think, as far as we discuss it, it's technically a Peter episode from start to finish. Yep. Yeah. The rest of the boys come in and have some lines or <laughs> supply some chicks. Yeah. <laughs> or birds. Yeah. Beds. I've got one. If you need one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, that one. For me only. <laughs> anyway, uh, best musical moment probably I'm a believer. Its first appearance. Uh, yep. Yep. And opening with uh, you just may be the one in the the band practice or the the audition. Yeah, that's cool too. And then it coming back. Yeah, Ronnie hating it so much. <laughs> it's good to see that mic song getting lots of airplay this early on. That song has been in this a lot. And it has. A handful of other mic songs too. So. It's cool that he was able to get it in there. And, the, the, you know, the powers that be weren't just sidelining his songs because yeah. he was being a pushy dick about it. He was getting in the show. Yeah. Early on, like, I feel like we're in the second half of the episodes they shot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they probably shot a bunch and then got the feel and mm-hmm. then shot these new ones and had a different idea of what was going on. Yeah. Hence, the romps are more storytelling romps. They don't have to rely on stock footage that they shot yeah. before the pilot or whatever. But anyway, in classic monkeys moments... There's an iconic shot or two that kind of lives on, like Peter shooting the bang gun. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I think um, coming up, there's more stuff that ends up in these the next intro. Yeah. It's all over the place. Nothing stands out as a kind of a, this is the monkeys kind of thing. It's just, maybe because it was a Peter episode. Well, maybe. And it's like a new kind of vibe. Yeah, so, kind of had to adjust. Everybody had to adjust. Yeah. Um, there was an alternate ending where Peter beats Ronnie for Valerie and Ronnie uh, leaves them in seclusion for, for a closing moonlight dance. I bet you they didn't want to shoot at night because it was a longer day. <laughs> like, let's not deal with this. No night wow. shots. Oh, Ronnie does make another appearance in episode 43, no A Coffin way. Too Frequent. Yeah, George Firth. Is he, is he Ronnie again? I hope so. <laughs> I hope he's poorless and sad. Poorless? Does that poorless. mean he's rich? He's Wait, homeless. Poorless and sad. Man. I'd love to be poorless. <laughs> Free of poor. Free of poor. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, one weird thing is uh, there's a Valerie in the episode, but the song Valerie's not in the episode. Because uh-huh. I don't think they had it yet. Right? Probs not. Yeah, they haven't uh, shown it yet. Yeah. So it's kind of like, no. ooh. Because when I saw Valerie, I was like, ooh, I guess I know what song's going to be in this. And no. I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. Not quite. And it ain't. I think Davey tries to pick up his girl named Griselda yeah. in another episode or two. And you'll see. Take a guess. No, no Griselda's actually exist. So anyway, we have come to that moment where we reach into the green wool hat of songs and pull out this week's new three to add to the, the ongoing charts. Yes. Gracious. Let me... Let me find us a tone. How's about Randy Scouse get? Ooh, nice. She's a one. Is that one of the uh, the influences for our intro music? Uh, how'd you guess? Boom. That's true. 
This is this was a song I've definitely knew from the show because they'd have that thing with Mickey and the yes. smocky thing or the way. You want to talk about iconic yeah. things? Mickey with the big hair wearing the carpet, wailing <laughs> away on the drum. Yeah, nothing quite like that. Yeah, and we've mentioned it before, but when we saw the Mike and Mickey show, they had that big poncho for sale. Yes, for like a hundred dollars, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, and someone bought it. The last one off the rack. Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd cheered. <laughs> cheered over there. Oh, nuts. I don't know. I think everyone's happy. He's like, thank God. Now I can't impulse buy. <laughs> I can't impulse buy this, a goddamn carpet. This tablecloth. <laughs> you wear it to casual Friday? Yeah, I'd, yeah I'd, wonder, I'd wear it to weddings and stuff. Like, don't you know what this is? He'd <laughs> be like, your ticket out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> Get out of my wedding. I wonder if that one that was for sale was like an identical one. I'd assume it is. It's got to be pretty close. It's got to be. I mean. Because if they're going to sell it at the monkey shows for that much money, it's like, yeah. it can't be a random. It's true. And we did, uh, they didn't play it. No. They, did, they didn't have the drum, I don't no. think. They've, they've, I've seen them do it before live, and I've, Mickey puts on the thing. And I think when I saw them too, the, I don't know if you put on the thing. Like when we saw them <laughs> way back, you didn't put on yeah. the poncho, but I think it was there. Because I do remember the drum. Maybe we'd have to check this set list. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's about uh, their time in London and meeting the Beatles and meeting Mickey's future wife, Samantha. That's crazy. And uh, there's a lot going on in the song itself. Yeah. The Four Kings, right? That's the Yeah, Beatles. the Four Kings of EMI. Yeah. Are sitting stately on the floor. I think because Mickey's not like a songwriter by trade, when he uh-huh. does write, his lyrics are very, very interesting. Yeah. They're always like about something that's kind of veiled, but kind of not veiled, yes. like an early songwriter does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mickey has spent his life as an entertainer. Yeah. And so he knows, he's got kind of a nose for what's the people are going to, who's going to catch their ear mm-hmm. and what's things that are interesting. And he's just very inventive. He's the tinker in real life too. Like, yeah built a gyrocopter and all this. So a lot of his personality, his creativity, he's very unique, mm-hmm. talented individual and like a hell of a singer. Yeah. I always think about the life of Mickey Dolans and how like crazy that is. And like he hasn't left the road. Like no. he's doing, he's touring in the White Album Band right now. Yeah. yeah. With Todd Rundgren and uh, whoever that, else is in that. It's, that'd be something to see. It's, it's quite the thing. Cool. All right. So where shall we place it? Oh, Randy Scouse get. Also, they couldn't call it that overseas, could they? No. Yeah. They had to, it's called alternate title. <laughs> yes. They asked Mickey for an alternate title, and that's what he came up with. That's a good mic move. What alternate title's called that? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, Mickey doing that. Yeah, because like Randy Scouse get was like a like a swear word in England. Yeah, it means like a, a horny Liverpudlian jerk. No. Oh. Interesting. Just call it a Ringo. <laughs> Just kidding. I like Ringo a lot. He's another guy who I think about like his life and how it's gone. Like to be in the Beatles, but not have the pressure of the songwriting or anything. But you're still such a big part of it because you're Ringo. Yes. And then beyond that, you just have this life of being Ringo. <laughs> you're always. People always love seeing you. You're a good time. But he's fun to hang out with. Uh, where shall we put it in our countdown? So it's kind of a big song, kind of an important yeah. song, and kind of one of our more favorite songs. Yeah, you think it's top twenty? Definitely top twenty. Cool. What's fifteen? What's number fifteen? Uh, let's dance song. Okay, we can go 
way above that too. What's number ten? Oh, Papa Jean's Blues is number ten. Okay, so do you think it's above Papa Jean's Blues or below Papa Jean's Blues? Mm. Considering above Papa Jean's Blues is I'm Not Your Stepping Stone. Okay, and below it is Take a Giant Step. Oof. Yeah. See. Hmm. Hmm. But it is in this neighborhood, I think. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's either above or below Papa Jean's Blues. I'd I say. think it's above because it's not quite above Stepping Stone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but it is important to the show and everything else. For sure. So yes. So new number ten. Yes, our new number ten is Randy Scouse get or from alternate headquarters, title, if you're aka alternate title from headquarters. So they play all the instruments, which is neat. I like where that landed. It's a good tune. Yeah. So it was nice to get a good tune as the first one. <laughs> you're like, okay, sweet. Sweet. It's probably not going to happen this time. Yeah. But we'll see. All right, give me that hat. Let me put my phalanges in the wool here and come up with... Phalanges in the wool. <laughs> oh, goodness, God. <laughs> Peter Percival Patterson's Pet Pig Porky. Ah. Pisces Aquarius, Capricorn and Jones. The Torque Classic. Peter Percival Patterson had a pig named Porky. This pig named Porky loved pie. He loved pizza pie, pumpkin pie, pineapple pie, pizza pie, minced tarts. And Peter Percival Patterson's pig Porky loved pie for breakfast, pie for lunch, pie in the afternoon, and pie before he went to bed. Peter Percival Patterson's pig Porky ate so much pie that do you know what he did? He popped. Pop screen tester. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ah. You are, ah. It's like, this isn't even really a song. It's not really a song, but it doesn't have enough to do with Pleasant Valley Sunday to actively stick it to it. Yeah. So it kind of exists as a track. Like, we're going to have similar feelings about, like, Band 6 and Zilch. Yeah. And I don't know if there's many other kind of semi-songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is weird. So this is a weird one. We're just going to put it somewhere. <laughs> it's fun. Like, it's so fun. It's it's very Peter thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember He's clearly having a good time. That was one of the first reissue CDs I bought when it came out with, like, the different, uh, more bonus tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. With, like, the yellow see-through spine. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. My friend Phil and I went to Toronto with his grandmas to see a play and we got there and the play was closed. So we just got to hang out in Toronto and I went to Sam's and they had so many monkeys. I'd never seen so many monkey CDs in my life. I bought Pisces Aquarius. I bought head and I bought headquarters, the bonus CDs. Uh And I remember losing my goddamn mind. It was so great. But anyway, that this was on that. And I was like, first time I'd ever heard it. It was kind of like, what is, what is this? What's going on here? (laughs) Along with like Peter's alligator song. Yeah. I miss him. I miss him. <laughs> um, so this song, I don't know what to do with it, to be honest. Uh, well, whatever. I'll stick but it. There, but there is the... stuff that I like. I like it better than some of the songs we have here. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, and like, it will get played just because it's on Facey Aquarius, Capricorn and Jones. Yeah. And we won't necessarily skip over it because it's fun and it's short. It's very short, yeah, exactly. But we don't for I real. Think we can take the dumb waiter right to the basement <laughs> and see where this one's gonna land. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, remember every step of the way. From, yeah, from pull it. Is it better than that? 
I'd probably listen to it before that. Again, it being so short, being so Peter helps yeah. it out in a lot of ways. Okay. It's not like I'm going to put on at a party. <laughs> like, it's hard to believe the Davy song from that album. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe. Yeah. Is it better than that? Let's put it above that. I put it above that. Like, maybe I actually just put it like above yeah, that. Yeah, ju- just, just above it. Just because, yeah. The Davy was too Personal schmaltzy Patterson, for me. Pet, pig, porky. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, all these ones are like, okay, well, we're getting them out of the way. It's true. And that would be the bummer about pulling three great songs. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, man, we're going to... Like, we're out of good ones. It's going to happen. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, uh. So here you go. Here's the hat back. Thank you. Reach in there. Grab your shelf or something. Oh, we got me and Magdalena. Okay. A mega recent... Mm-hmm. Wicked good tune. Me and Magdalena, we're driving south through Monterey. So, me and Magdalena from Good Times, solid album. Mm-hmm. And this is in the top half of these, the solid collection of tunes. Yes. And uh, it's got the Mike and Mickey blend. Still works. Still amazing. <laughs> uh, it's written by uh, your old buddy Ben Gibbard, and uh, he does a little write-up in the liner notes about mm-hmm. how it's a career highlight to have a song on a Monkey's album. And if if he's as big a Monkey fan as us, imagine having Mike and Mickey singing one of your yeah. songs. Oh my goodness, oh. <laughs> that would be crazy. It's like. This is uh, such a unique album because it's, I think we've said this before, it's like a tribute album. It's a Missing Links and a legit Monkeys album and one of their best. Yeah. Yeah. And this this tune is a big reason for it. It's mm. such a good song. And I also feel like it came from out of nowhere. <laughs> for me, at least, like you hear this album, like, okay, cool. And when it came out, like the people involved with it, uh-huh. it was almost like... You know, a weird celebration of the monkeys in yeah, a way. Yeah, it was the 50th like, anniversary. Yeah, and yeah. all these people were taking them seriously. Yeah. Like, people you take seriously were taking the monkeys seriously. Which the made musicians other took them seriously. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. why, that's who mostly loves the monkeys is other musicians. Yeah, a great record. A very, like, like Justice was good yeah. as well, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this kind of, like, gift kind of record you know what i mean it was like yeah. you were hearing them try super hard yeah and yeah. this record it didn't seem it seemed like it was coming effortlessly and they were just the monkeys again yeah, and it sounded like the monkeys this this especially the album version sounds like a bit less like a monkey song mm-hmm. than some of the other songs on the record and uh, if you seek out the alternate version of me and magdalena you'll hear a more monkeyfied version of that particular song me and magdalena they decided to go with this mellower take on it mm-hmm. which is still a gorgeous song yeah the, the part where mike sings by himself in particular is real you feel it yeah it's just, just the experience in his voice it just now oh, just mm-hmm. it still sounds like mike very much but yes yeah. mike with a lot more life in him me and magdalena always leaving early and sleeping I definitely do suggest you go check out the alternate mix though because it is really good too absolutely I, I really like it a lot and that, especially after reading Mike's book it's kind of like a lot of 
holes were filled, you know, like in his life, yeah. personally and professionally kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, oh man, like I think a lot of people think Nesmith has had this like charmed life because being in the monkeys getting that and then like the mom with the liquid paper and yeah. then the MTV thing and this and that. But like in between, man, he had... You had to work for it. The things that led him to a lot of the... To MTV and all that. It's a lot of hard work on his part. Where it sometimes it just seemed like stuff happened to him. But no, he was he oh, yeah. earned it. Dude's been paid. Yeah. And I always thought Mike had his stuff together. You know what I mean? Just uh-huh. always. But then in reading this, it's like a lot of times he was just spinning out, like yeah. trying to find what was going on coming out of the monkeys in the seventies, the like first cost- national band, all that stuff. He was kind of Yeah, and it sounded like it cost him a lot to get out of the monkeys, to get out of his contract. He had to, I think he had to pay his way out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. How Evs Many, many, many years later. Yes. They put out me and Magdalena. This is, this a, is like a top 20 for me, I'd say. I'd go top 20. There's going to sure. be like four or five songs from Good Times that I'll rank pretty high in this because you dig it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of songs I listen to. You don't you don't skip many songs. You skip a few. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> There's always a couple. <laughs> do we love it more than love you better? I don't know. It's tough. See? Do we, <laughs> then up next... Above Love You Better is Valerie. What's below Love You Better? Stepping Stone. Oh, man. See? <laughs> well, we're in the top 10 right now. That's way up there. Okay, okay. If we go back too far, we get into Mommy and Daddy, Magnolia Sims, As We Go Along. It could fall around that, I'd say. Okay. Is it better than As We Go Along? Mm. I'm always very... Uh, like, I, we've talked about my, uh, my reshuffle with uh, As We Go Along. <laughs> yes. What's above as we go along? Uh, Dream World. Hmm. That seems like a good fit for it in between those two. All right. Yeah. Sounds are good. Me and Magdalena right in there. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we've shuffled up the top 10. We added a new number 10 spot. Yeah, man. And uh, dropped one down near the bottom, but and one right smack dab in the middle. It's true. That was a big that was a big one, two, three punch right there. Yeah. It was a good trip. <laughs> All right. To the rando, to, good trip to the Wool Hat of Mystery. Yes. This, this week. And I feel if, if you guys have uh, any any beefs or if you agree with us, hit up our Facebook. Like, let us know. We would love to hear from you guys. And For love, sure. Love to hear from anybody. Like, Absolutely. Just send anybody. some things our way. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you still love hearing from us. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Have yourself a monkey a little evening. Thanks, bye. Hey, Monkeys fans. If you like what you're hearing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Podcast Valley Sunday. We'd love to hear from you. Also on our Facebook group, we'll be updating the countdown every week, so you can keep up to date with that. And if you can rate us, please rate us. But be nice. We're thin-skinned. <laughs>